everybody, this is Gayanne. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets here at ubngo.com. You can find us on Facebook at betweentheSheetPodcast.com and on Instagram at QTE Brett. Also, we have a website, betweentheSheetPodcast.com. Uh, you can call in. Call in, call in. We want callers. 323-524-2599. Also, if I don't repeat this number often, it does appear on the screen. We want to hear what you have to say. If you want to incorporate something in the conversation, grab up a chair. We want you to be part of it. If you just have anything you want to say that has nothing to do with what we want to say, we want to hear that too. Why? Because we're awesome and we can <laughs> and we can punt it. So tonight I have a whole bunch of new lovely ladies. They're new and old. They haven't been here a while, but we have Cheryl Murphy. Hi, Hi, Mara Shane. Hi. The woman with 85 names, Roxanne Rosen, <laughs> and Tanya Tristan, Tristan, Tanya. She's everywhere on Facebook. Um, Cara Noble. Hello. We have Ryan. Ryan's back at the boards hey, with Ryan. us. Hey, he's, Ryan. he's never on camera, but he is. Um, and then, of course, everyone, cussing jar. Mm -hmm. I didn't get Venmoed anything today, so maybe everyone has faith that we won't do it, but fuck it. Who cares? Oops, so sorry. <laughs> um, but we have someone very special, very, very special. In our um, in our home tonight, she is a good friend of mine. I have known her for many, many, many years. She is an established radio DJ. She used to do terrestrial radio. She off branched into podcasting. Um, one of the first innovators of this genre, and she actually even did it before me because I used to bring my celebrities on her show to be interviewed. And then, based on that, I think we all decided at some point to do a podcast. But uh, she is also one of, this is bizarre, I have both of my mediums here with me. Um, she also is a medium, and of course we know Cheryl. Um, but uh, Sheena Metal. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. She has a show on LATalkRadio.com, correct? Yeah. And she Ten has years. many shows, many, many shows. Four. Um, I'm starting my fifth. Yes. So let's all, let's do the applause thing, Ryan. Let's welcome Sheena. <laughs> That's in between the sheets. We can do our own. I love that I got billed just below the cussing jar. <laughs> With cussing jar and Sheena Metal. Well, but then Sheena Metal says, oh shit. I, I, I don't know if you said, oh shit. No, no I did. Um, she's like, oh, of course, I've come on now when there's no. a cussing jar and there's a moratorium. No. But I said, no, we can cuss. Honey, I grew up in radio where if you accidentally said that word, the lawyers called from the corporation. Me Seriously? Too. Yeah. Oh, God, Me yes. Too. yes. So, yeah. I once said bloody. I was like, oh, dear. Is that, that, building. That's bad in, mm -hmm. in, in England, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can't you can't swear. I didn't I mean I knew it, but I wasn't swear. sure it was like that bad. So Sheena. Yeah. Yes, my friend. I don't know where to start with okay. you. You are a volume of you're an encyclopedia and a volume mm. of everything that I aspire to be when I grow up. Thank you. So um, why don't you start telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, where people can find you so they can look sure. and see what you do. And then let's start about uh, how you got into radio. Yeah. And then we can proceed on to our favorite subject here was the spirituality, the Chris, uh, what you do with healing and mm -hmm. crystals, as well as your um, your meet readings. And uh, we can end with and what you're doing now with the MCC Church. Sure. So I'll, I'll just leave it up to you to start. And everyone, please feel free to ask questions. Well, I think my spiritual life has always been the force that drove everything that I did artistically. I didn't know that you could have a spiritual life 
So I thought doing it through art was the way to do it. So I started as an actor. I actually started in music when I was four. So my whole life I've been in the arts. And um, I uh, moved to the Valley from Orange County. I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, then Huntington Beach, where I split my time now. I moved to the Sherman Oaks when I was 23 and bought a house and started doing a local television show that took off. And um, I, the show got bought and picked up, and we were ready to go into production. And then the Northridge earthquake destroyed their studio. <gasps> oh, my God. And so I did what, oh. any, what any self-respecting Aries would do. I crawled up in the fetal position and asked, why me, for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then a guy that I knew from, from public access called me up one day and said, I host this radio show on Saturday at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I have a brand new girlfriend, and she's mad because I'm never home on the weekends and we can't go out of town. Do you want my show? Take it tonight. They'll probably call you in the morning and fire you. And I thought, okay, so I did it. I had a blast. I called a couple friends in to co-host with me. And um, I got up in the morning, and there was the phone call, and I thought, well, here it is. And they said, can you do twice as much time? Oh, and I was there sweet. for three and a half years. Lovely. And then um, I got a call from KLSX, which was at that time the Howard Stern affiliate. Um, I got that gig because I brought my band onto one of the shows there. And they said, can you come back the next time and bring the band again and then sort of sit in as a co-host? And then that was it. Then I was the co-host. <clears throat> and then 10 years ago, I got offered my gig at LA Talk Radio. And it was scary to go to new media at the time. Because nobody knew what it was, and you, they didn't have phones and cars then, and you couldn't, you couldn't. I, I took afternoon drive, thinking that immediately it would go into the cars, and but then when the when the auto crisis happened, they didn't put the Wi-Fi hotspots in the cars for like five years, mm-hmm. so I had to learn how to do a show without callers. Okay. So I just started interviewing people and I called people and said, hey, do you want to do my show? I'd see somebody on TV and like send them an email and say, you want to come and do my show? And miraculously, uh, people did. And so I realized that radio, you know, the, the art of channeling someone's story, mm-hmm. of taking someone's essence and being the sponge that that story moves through and then goes out to an audience so an audience can better feel the beauty inside of someone that I felt was really my calling in life, not knowing that that was an intuitive and empathic gift that I was using. And so what happened was I grew up in a haunted house. So I was going to mention it. Let's just add that to that. So I started having people from the paranormal world on my show as kind of therapy to get stories about haunted houses and figure out what happened in that house. And then psychics and mediums doing my show would say, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, because you're a medium. And I would say, no, 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 no. And then sure enough, at one point I thought I had a guest on the show and his publicist had called me before. And he and I had known each other for years and said he's going to do the show, but he's going through a divorce and he doesn't want to talk about it. And I said, okay. So he's on the show. We're talking about music. We're talking about acting. We're talking about his life. And all the while, I can hear in his solar plexus him saying, I want to talk about the divorce. I want to talk about the divorce. I want to talk about the divorce. And I thought, okay, that's weird. I, I've heard that coming before from people's solar plexus, but I don't know what it is. We went to a commercial. He leaned in and said, you know what? I really want to talk about the divorce. And I thought, what am I doing? And then I realized that as I was interviewing people, mm-hmm. I was doing it empathically and intuitively while I was also doing it as a radio host. And I started exploring what it would mean to come out of yet another closet <laughs> and start to tell people that I had gifts. And I panicked. I thought my life in the entertainment business was over. And the truth is, everybody has been so beautiful and so embracing of my gifts. And the more I've done it, the more I've realized that this is truly who I am and what I was always meant to be. And I just got back from Dallas teaching a three-day seminar, um, my first on my own 
just mine for three days. And everybody keeps coming up to me, all my friends, and saying, of everything you've done, this is really who you've always been. So I feel like at, you know, in my late 40s, um, I really stepped into what was to be my final path. And there's something about being on your path. Mm-hmm. It makes everything else in your life so easy. Because if you're just where you're supposed to be, then everything else just falls into place. And you don't have to worry about anything ever again. But it takes a while. I mean, it takes a while. I mean, For I, me, it did. For me, too. I mean, not that I'm ever saying I have anything like you guys. Yeah. But the older I get, the more I work on myself. Good. And open up myself spiritually Good. to things. I'm finding I'm open and being more of a receptor sure. and feel that. I mean, of course, I'm not going to I'm not going to do what you guys do, but even for my own personal things and yeah. my little my little play test now to see cuz I used to, I mean I read tarot cards too, but my little thing every day, at least 3 or 4 times a day cuz I test this shit. I will take the angel cards out. Sure. And great. I will do the shuffling, ask a question, and in the beginning it was like, yeah, they're okay. And I'd shift the questions around now what I'm finding, and I'm shuffling it well, I purposely do it. If I ask that question, the same cards will come out. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And it's one right after, it's the same. Huh. And I will, I sit there and go, okay, this is, no, this is weird. And mm-hmm. I take it and I put it in the middle and I do it again. Oh my God, it's the same ones. Mm-hmm. And it, it just is interesting. I think everybody, I think everybody, I think both of you agree, everybody is really intuitive to some degree. We all have it. Sure. You know, not everybody's an empath because you've got narcissist assholes. Right. But the majority, I won't Mm -hmm. say like everyone's an empath. I say half the world are Half the world are empaths. Half half the world are narcissists. Exactly. And, but I think everybody has that peace in them. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of opening up. I'll tell you a story. Um, I've always talked about Reiki. I've Mm -hmm. always thought about Reiki. And last Friday, two Fridays ago, whenever it was, I booked a session. And I wanted to do it with Wendy, but Wendy's preparing for her daughter's wedding. So I just did some research and found this person, and it was highly blah, blah, blah. Went to her place, didn't know what to expect. She explained it, told me you could feel this, you could feel that. And I'm laying there. It's like the little music. The woo-woo music is on. You know, everything's quiet. She's doing this whole thing. And all my head is, and my eyes are closed, and I'm like, I don't feel crap. I don't feel anything. What is this a really bunch of shit? And maybe she's not that good. I mean, and this was going through <laughs> yeah. my head. There was absolutely no, you know, just, oh God, again, really, you just wasted this much money. This is what and then suddenly <laughs> she started here, which is the crown, mm-hmm. right? Then she goes to here, which is third the third eye. eye. And literally, I'm laying there and tears just I mean, and, and not one, like the stream. It was like a little mm. one, two, three. And, but her hands were over here. And I thought, excuse me, I said, I'm, I'm highly allergic to things. I think <laughs> I'm allergic to your, to your perfume. And she's like, because I, I was serious, you know? And she's like, um, no, honey, you're releasing. You're allergic to your own third eye. Yes, Ooh. which is something that she had to work on, apparently. Yeah, um, of course. But then... I'm like, okay, and then all I thought after I said that, God, you sound so, that was so stupid. And then she continued mm. to go down to the top, the bottom and then did the arms. It, another four or five times it happened. Now, doesn't at, surprise me because yeah. if I may, yes, I believe that you're starting to learn how to stop trying to control everything with your cognitive mind mm-hmm. and start allowing things to come in through your third eye. So you're shifting 
from a, th- a solely three-dimensional ideology where you think you can reach out and grab everything to understanding that we really just get where we need to be and then we let the universe deliver. Is, is yes. that right? And Gay, absolutely. Gay, you were ready for that to happen. You know, you were ready for that. And you were asking for that in some way. Mm-hmm. Just by working with the angel cards, as you mentioned, that's such a high frequency. So you were already aligning and opening up in many ways. And then here we are, you know, lying down, receiving healing from, you know, a lovely healer. And uh, just allowing to where more of your inner knowing, your inner self, your you know true mm-hmm. nature is opening up. It's quite beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but no, I, I had an interesting releasing experience. Yes, Cora, what yours. is what is it, my darling? Well, it's just sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to bring this up. No, because I, um, I'm not a big chucker up. I don't chuck often. Mm-hmm. I'm quite used to it. I'm a little used to it more recently. But for years and years and years, like 20 years. You're talking years, about vomiting, right? I did not. And become I'm, accustomed to vomiting. Like, uh, yeah, I have a little does bit Does it have more. to do with the state of our world or? <laughs> <laughs> Looking or in the California. mirror. No. Um, I think, so I don't know, but it, it, I've had two experiences. One where I, w- I was having being massaged in a, in a very, I suppose, a spiritual way, someone mm-hmm. who really knew how to get in, threw up. Another time, mm-hmm. um, very recently, I picked a card, much like you, and it said, hmm, it's a tough year and a bit of a tough time. You're going to get through it. It's all going to be great. But expect, it's actually said right at the beginning, expect sickness. Ooh. Two hours later, all over the car. Good. Oh great. I, it, it was Good. like you said about the tears. Yeah. I had no, I mean, I didn't feel great, but it was a funny feeling that I didn't really even recognize. But there was no pre like uh oh here it comes nothing but that's what i mean even with the tears like everyone when we cry you know it's it's usually stemmed from something we're crying out of happiness we're crying out of sadness so it's kind of i had no control of crying Mm -hmm. it was the oddest feeling but you know it, it felt good i mean you know and then after we had this like conversation about things and, um, you know, and, and that's another thing. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't mind sharing because she said, I saw my, my guides showed me you at about 15 months years old. You were sitting in a playpen or something, mm-hmm. reaching out to a woman who most possibly is your mother. And she just wasn't paying attention to you. But as 15 months old, how do you, you right. describe Express. that? How mm-hmm. do you say, how do you express that? And I've like, and I said to her, you know, I've always had an issue. I've always had a really good childhood, but it's been always a complete blockage. You know, it marvels me when I talk to some people when they go, oh yes, I remember I must have been about five weeks old and I remember when my mother, I'm like, I I could barely remember yesterday, let alone my childhood. Maybe I start to have visuals if like from maybe seven, maybe like seven, eight years old, but it's only stemmed from a photo. If I see a photo, mm-hmm. I can remember it. But I look at photos from my childhood, totally disassociate with it. Mm-hmm. There is not anything that, oh yeah, I remember that, nothing. And I want, I was gonna ask you guys, yeah. why does that happen to people? Why can some people just automatically can remember, you know. Like selective memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. not like, I mean, and I understand there are people that are abused. There are people, mm-hmm. not me. Neglected. Neglected. Well, yeah, but this is my problem. She said, you are 95% grounded. It's that 5% that mm-hmm. screwed you up your whole life. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Well, and I don't know how much to say. Um, oh, please, feel free. <laughs> my life is an open book on this show. Do, do you mind, Cheryl? <laughs> no, not at all. <clears throat> that has been a habit for you in life, is reaching for people who aren't there. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, specifically women. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a thing that you're still trying to get whatever you were reaching for at that age. 
And um, we do that, right? We repeat mm -hmm. patterns again and again right. and again. But it's interesting because it isn't a conscious pattern. Mm -hmm. It's a subconscious pattern. Of course, most pattern. things aren't. Yeah. Most things aren't. Well, I, I try to control everything. That's no, the Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're crying and raking. <laughs> the universe is making you cry and saying, Gan, stop. Stop but, trying to control everything. But isn't it interesting that, you know, you can be 95% balanced, right. but that 5% that you're Mm -hmm. imbalance yep. really takes control mm -hmm. of who you are going yeah. through mm -hmm. life i mean do you guys ever experience anything yeah i know of course it, it, you do tristan i i relate to you 100 percent because when people talk about their childhood i hardly remember my brother remembers all these things and i don't remember any of it wow. and it, just like what you were saying sheena it's like when when I got breaking for the first time this year when they put their hands over my eyes and third eye area, I felt their heat. Mm -hmm. My mind that my thoughts were that were just like yours that were just racing, the, it all stopped. So for me, it wasn't an emotional release for for me. It's it, they, it stops my thoughts and it gets me to calm, mm -hmm. be calm and be in and look in right. and feel my way through the world where they just center me and balance me now and it's it's just wonderful well and that's being seated inside yourself mm -hmm. I, I talk about this all the time when i teach and also when i when i work as a minister that that the most important relationship you have is with you yes the most important thing you have is to be grounded within mm -hmm. yourself and mm -hmm. we're taught that like oh that's egotistical or that's narcissistic no a healthy grounding number two is your relationship with spirit Number three is your relationship to the earth and the world. And number four is your relationship to people. Mm -hmm. Most of us do that backwards. Yeah. We yeah. put people first. <laughs> right? We put the world second. We put the spirit third and we put ourselves last. Mm -hmm. So we're never completely plugged in. And it's like when, you, when you're vacuuming and the plug's in, but you're stretching the cord. And if you move the vacuum this way, it unplugs. If you move it this way, it plugs back in. Mm -hmm. Many people are plugged in like that. Mm -hmm. And the more plugged in you get... And the more spirit work you do on yourselves, right? right? The more the things that you haven't worked on yet come out because those are the things hanging out that you haven't fixed. So if you've got a beautifully redecorated house and a really ghetto bathroom, you're going to be very worried about people going in your bathroom because that it's going to really stand out. That was me. I, <laughs> my, house, my house was, well, my, my personal bathroom, like the rest of the house was really right. nice. And then there was my, my, my bathroom in my bedroom, you know, and it was a ghetto bathroom. And I remember when if I, you learned nothing from tonight. <laughs> I did. It was a ghetto bathroom. And my, and, and my partner at the time, she said, why are we why do we have it's our bathroom why does it look like you know something in compton and like the paint peel was peeling and shit and i'm like i don't know mm -hmm. because no one's gonna see it but us i guess and and she's like no we're gonna redo the bathroom this year and we did it was years ago but it was still it was like you present something to someone mm -hmm. but that is just but, but that's your five percent so yes. you present beautifully to the world gayan everybody who sees you from the outside thinks you have not a worry in the world and everything that's under control that's true, yeah. the bathroom you haven't remodeled mm. is the one where you deal with you right well i Ooh, um i'm an nice artist one. that's good that's good I'm that's an artist, really so basically, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so true, Bravo. though. That's really good. So convincing, Mara. Wonderful. Let's get back to me now. <laughs> no, no, no. When you were talking about how when you first started your career and it was expressing your, you expressed yourself through the arts. Yeah. That is how I express myself as well. Um, through uh, different forms of art, writing, painting, all sorts of stuff. And for me, spirituality, um, 
the ability to get so engrossed in something when you're mm -hmm. to turn off my brain and I have a very active brain and just to it's always you know chattering this incessant chatter and to be able to be so absorbed in whether it's a portrait I'm painting or something I'm editing um, is a gift for me because that's like my source that's where I'm really coming from a higher power right then. Mm -hmm. So. Right, Mara. You know, you're in the zone. That's what you're saying, yes. right? You're in the zone. You're yes. dialed in. You're in your element. You're in God no mind, that, yes. right? You're in no mind. No and that, mind. That's it, what creativity beautiful. does. It just puts you in a whole other place yeah. Yeah. where you can really escape. You're just in your own little world. Well, that's why I can't understand people that are like so corporatized or so conservative. They kind of live inside a box and anything outside that is anything artistic or creative, they buck against and they truly are doing their soul mm -hmm. and their spirit a disservice. It just, it's just odd to me. But Cheryl, I was going to ask both you and Sheena, yeah. but I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. You guys are on the other side. You help people, right? you know, bring this 5% out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, 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 uh, in the ways you do it, I know you guys aren't Reiki healers, but you do it <clears throat> as, a, as what you do. Mm -hmm. How do you do that for you? Uh, you know, well, I, you know, I sit in meditation most days, most every day. I'm always in meditation. I'm always still a student learning I always try to come at it with a beginner's mind you know there's always something to learn I try to live in gratitude and appreciate every day I mean if we if you really want to get the wheels of favor turning your way take someone to lunch you know and be sincere about it help a charity a nonprofit donate try to give back and all of a sudden the world really just does open up with you you want to keep that open heart but how do you keep opening up mm -hmm. uh, how do you do work for you to mm -hmm. keep opening up yeah. yourself mm -hmm. to 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 help others mm -hmm. I mean it's like you know do you learn another craft I mean what do you do you know I take what I learn I'm always a student I love learning anything about love and healing I'm always about it is about surrendering though because there's always something to surrender there's always something to forgive right yes. forgiveness is such a key way to opening up to our intuitive abilities and you know, working with people, I, I, I'm, I'm a student as well when I work with people, they're my teachers. You know, I had this wonderful um, uh, person just uh, this last weekend who um, hadn't had a reading in forever, forever. And all of a sudden, you know, something happened in the reading, some information just touched her heart to where, you know, a lot of the floodgates opened, just like you were saying with the tears. It's just like this a reawakening or an awakening happening. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a miracle, it's a blessing in so many ways. Um, I do want to mention, though, that Reiki, let's not discount how powerful your experience was. Reiki, just for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's not really a hands-on healing. Where you know, the, the healer that was working with you probably had her hands like six inches didn't or a foot me. away. Didn't yeah, touch you, did right? It's touch just me. a whole... Just a whole... Like, just working with... Just mm -hmm. touching you with energy. Exactly. Yes, yes. How lovely is that? And it, so it's a powerful healing modality. Um, I know that I do my own energy work in my own way. I know Sheena probably yeah, does do. energy also, mm -hmm. right? Do energy work and healing. It's just a natural part of who we are and what we do. Mm -hmm. And once again, being psychic and a medium and intuitive and all of those words, a healer, we're all natural at this. We forget. We always have to remind each other that's our natural spirit, our natural right. soul. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Exactly. This time. Exactly. And then we just keep coming back. But who we really are is who we are when we're home. Right. This is just soul school yeah. this semester. <laughs> soul school. You know, what I really loved was gay Hold on one second. Hold that thought because we do have a caller. Oh, okay. okay. 
Hello, caller. Hello. You're welcome to Between the Sheets. Who's speaking, please? Oh, sounds no. like it's from the other side. Sounds like yeah. Mothman prophecies. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. Unfortunately, if you called in, please call in again. Um, we aren't getting great reception, so I'd appreciate if you could call in again. Thank you. Sorry. No, what I really loved was that was your first time. Your first time getting the Reiki, the tears came out. It mm-hmm. took me a while. Uh, it took me uh, several times over the course of several months. And just my dog that passed away last June, everything. So sorry. And I thank you. I just, I broke down just crying and crying and crying and crying. And other healers would come to me to heal me and to heal me from that. And even my grandmother that passed. And they just really work on healing you. And and afterwards, they just gave me a big hug. Mm. And I felt better. But I didn't know I needed that release. And you're so open to it. It happened the first time. I just think that's wonderful. I, I would because go right back. Because apparently every other freaking chakra is open. <laughs> so, I mean, apparently I'm in my, like, I'm in my stride right now. Your chakras yeah. are in really good shape. Why, thank you. But you hold on to stuff. And mostly out of stubbornness. No. Because I'm you're not stubborn. <laughs> Capricorn. You mean stuff like stuff in a house and in a house. And in the bathroom. What do you mean like No, I mean, I, mean, I mean energetic stuff. Okay. Because you're trying to, you're trying to run the show. And the universe is like, dial it back a bit, Capricorn. You're not running the show. I'm trying. I am trying. You know, but the thing is, you know, in in just uh, learning things and understanding and being open, um, you know, I'm seeing where my old story doesn't work anymore. Of course, good. And it doesn't. Um, I don't benefit from it. It's like your clothes from the eighties. Yes, but it's only for a costume. Absolutely, party but the thing is, it's like you know, it's 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 unlearning behavior. Sure, unlearning patterns. So, like with all my friends and stuff, I'm like, you know, I'm trying. Just give me some patience. Just be patient with me, because at least I think the importance to any sort of awakening is awareness. Mm-hmm. And if you, as the person, are aware. And so people point it out to you or you recognize it. It's just, you know, just be patient because at least I'm aware. I'd say that being aware, I mean, and I'm, I'm not a healer or anything else, but I'd say that once you get aware of your prob- internal issues, you're 89% there. Yeah, I yeah. think so. You've I virtually agree. done it, right? Don't you think? You, is so that right? you had a spiritual awakening in a sense as the rest of us on the 4th of July were probably awoken from an earthquake pretty bad no the earthquake well first of all let's talk about the earthquake i, mean, I yeah. know you all are yeah, going to yeah. talk spiritual yeah, yeah. but you know you're a californian when like i'm sitting on my front porch having my coffee and the bench starts to shake mm, right. and i just looked to see if it was my cat walking on the outdoor bench which it was not and i thought oh earthquake and then it happened again and i just was sitting there just taking my cup of coffee going I hope it'll stop soon, you know, and it, and then I said, but it was an earthquake and I went inside of my dining room chandelier and that's why I thought, oh God, it must have been a big earthquake, uh-huh. but you know, you do, it's just Californian, it's just, we go through it, but I know we had talked about this earlier, ladies, and I know that I think Cheryl yep. said, we need to talk about the earthquake, I said, it's like three days old, she goes, it doesn't matter, we'll talk about the earthquake. Talk about the earthquake, because it was a huge amount of energy on this planet happening, especially in California, but every Everyone else watching it or even living nearby but there was a be- be- beautiful actually is a beautiful amount of energy coming through there was a charge I don't know did you, did you guys feel it it was like a charge and it kept lasting you know all day long and um, it was a beautiful 
I want to say a beautiful alignment happening. You know, I know there's I know there's a lot of fear around it. But if we can get beyond that and just think about what it did for you personally, what you thought about that day personally, you probably thought about your loved ones, you probably opened up your heart to compassion for other people. So this is what the beauty of, uh, you know, awareness Natural is. disasters are. <laughs> well, well, yeah. No, it's true because it, it really did. It, it, I, I, I didn't even get out of place. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even get out of bed because I'm pretty much born and raised here. I mean, I moved out here from Connecticut when I was two. Um, but when earthquakes happen, I just, I'm like, just, yeah, I'm not going to move right now because nothing yeah. ever happens. Well, and kind of like what you were talking about with vomiting, energetic vomiting. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes the earth has to vomit. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then it feels better afterwards. The same way you always feel better after you vomit. Those plates need to move energetically. And then you sort of feel the earth go, oh. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a punch. So, yeah. Yeah. It, ha- it has earth to happen. Earth. Earth. Right. And we're like in the that. middle of the craziest two and a half months, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the middle of a Saturn return that is until the middle of September. And Saturn it controls your life lessons. So it's all that stuff that you haven't learned yet that keeps back and kicking your butt. I'm not in it. don't rush me (laughs) yes exactly and then also we've had we've had meteor storms we've had the lunar eclipse we've had a couple of crazy new moons and crazy the last full moon was about looking into the vortex Mm -hmm. of existence and planetary alignment i mean we've had a lot of stuff happen since the middle of april so when people are saying or you're saying to yourself why do i just feel so freaked out the last two and a half months you always have to ask first wait a minute is it energetic i mean right show you have to ask first is it is is it going on inside of me? Right. Is it going on outside of right. me? Or is it going on inside of me and outside of me? And there's a discordance between the two. I like that word discordance. I was I was standing <laughs> on a, a, a sort of a ladder. You know, I do mosaics in, outside in my yard. And I was up up my ladder, and I just sort of felt like, ooh, hmm. am I going to faint? What the hell is this? <laughs> That's how I felt. Um, it was so I was weird. Going down. <laughs> well, it's so funny. I went to the I went to CVS later that day to pick up some prescriptions, and um, I walked in, and the woman behind the counter, you know, she saw all my crystals, and she said, and she, she, I don't know what she thought I was. God knows what people think I am, but she she said about the earthquake. And I found myself talking to her, saying a similar thing to you. And she said, but I don't know. She said, because I felt very nauseous when mm-hmm. it was happening. I said, yeah. because oh. I said, you are open. You are, mm-hmm. you have, you're spiritual. It's an empathic thing. You're intuitive. And then she said, how did you know that? Because she said, you know, I, I, well, she didn't say I see dead people. But the way she said <laughs> it is I see dead people. She communicates. Wow. And she kept saying to me, what who are you i mean and because i go in there once a week and i'm like i said we all just vibrate i said we're all really vibrating on the same energy level Mm -hmm. and those of us are at a higher frequency and some are lower which i want to talk to you about sure about your raising the vibration organization sure now yeah now (laughs) so um so for, for people who don't know me and have not heard me blab on and on on the radio and and on facebook and everywhere my mother and I had very much a soulmate relationship. She was really my only relative. She'd had a very, very bad childhood. And instead of becoming the victim of her circumstance, put everything into me and became the victor. And she used to make this joke that she was just born to, to, be, to, to take care of me because I was going to go on and do something great. And I would laugh it off. And that was our weird, uncomfortable thing she would say at parties. So she was a Scorpio and she was very, very bad with, pe- very good with people on a one-on-one level, very bad with crowds of people, very hyper-focused on being a mother. 
and was also a, a psychic medium and didn't really come out till she was in her 50s. Brilliant. Half the reason I didn't think I had gifts was because I didn't have, she had such gifts. I'm like, well, if I can't live up to that, I must not really be that. <laughs> so I, I honestly didn't think I would live after she died. Mm-hmm. I thought when she died, I would die too. And she always used to say to me from the time I was little, look, kid, I'm 33 years older than you. And the truth is probably I'll die first. So when I die, you have to promise me you're not going to die too. And then I would always say, well, what if I die first? And then she would say, oh, I'm absolutely going to die. And I'd say, that's not fair. <laughs> and she'd say, well, I'm the mother and I could do whatever I want. <laughs> so in 2016, she got unexpectedly sick and then seemed better and then unexpectedly died. And I very much feel that she willed her death because she didn't like being incapacitated. And about 45 minutes after she died, miraculously, I didn't die. She kind of popped up in my, in my periphery. Right. And was huge and big and strong and amazing and like she was when I was a kid, but like a hundred times more and has sort of been this guiding force for me. And I feel like we always did everything together and we still do everything together. Just energetically, it's a little different. So when I was about three months after she died, I was cleaning out her house and I was cleaning out her office and I found this journal that said, don't read, and it had her name on it. And I thought, well, it doesn't have my name on it. So I read it. And in it, I realized, you know, how she was so scared from her childhood, how she didn't really build up the confidence that she had put in me, how many things literally scared the crap out of her, and she never said them out loud to anybody, including me. And then there was a passage where she said, I can't figure out why I'm here unless it's to, because of my daughter, because she's going to do something great, and I'm here for that. And I thought, oh, God, there it is again. And that's a lot of responsibility. So it kind of rolled around in my brain for a couple days. And I was sitting in, I sit in water. That's where most of my spiritual stuff comes. I was sitting in the hot tub. And suddenly universe said, you know, she had it right, but she had it backwards. That I was here to be her child, to spend the first half of my life soaking up her teachings and the second half of my life sharing them with the world. And I thought, well, that's, I'm going to cry. I thought, well, that's beautiful, but what do I do with that? So nothing. So nothing. I have no idea. (laughs) I'm going to do something. I don't know what. So then we had a little presidential election Mm. and the results were announced on her birthday, Uh the year she passed. Suddenly everybody on Facebook was hating each other. And I thought, well, this is the most awful thing ever, because in that hatred of each other because of politics and sociology, we're losing our spirituality. And I got up one day to go work on her house and I didn't want to go because everybody was fighting and friends weren't talking to me and things were crazy. And I got in the car and universe went, hey, just like that. Hey. (laughs) And then boom, you're going to start a movement and it's going to be your mom's words, peace, love, kindness and unity, because she believed those were four things humans needed to work on. And it's going to be called raising the vibration. And you're going to go get this URL, pull over, go to a Starbucks, do it now. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I did. And I didn't know how to found a movement. I didn't even really know what a movement really was, I don't think. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't think anybody would buy something that was sort of where socio-political met spiritual. I thought that was a weird, you know, you're never supposed to talk about religion or politics and certainly not in the same conversation. Mm -hmm. And I just started gathering people. Mm -hmm. And by that summer, I had gathered about 15,000 people. And I thought, well, what do I do with this now? And I was at my mom's again, and I was in a Walmart parking lot and (laughs) trying to figure out what the next step was. And then again, in the Walmart parking lot was, hey, I thought, oh, God, it's back. <laughs> it said, 
You're going to make it a nonprofit. It's called RaisingTheVibration.org. Write it down. Get it. You're becoming a minister. Get ordained. You're opening your spiritual practice. It's called this. You're doing this. And go. Wow. wow. And I thought, well, that's... It's never, ever going to happen, <laughs> but thank you. So I got the URL. I did what I was supposed to. I wrote everything down on a Starbucks napkin that was in my glove compartment. I Four times a year, I celebrate all my radio landmarks at the Hollywood Improv. I was sitting at the Improv after my radio anniversary. My 25th party is this summer. Please come. So this would have been my 23rd. And I'm sitting at a table, and I said to a friend casually, so this happened in a Walmart parking lot, and I told the story. And a gentleman who was sitting across the table said, I'm the president of American Trinity University and I'll ordain you. Oh, wow. Oh, my. And if what you're talking wow. about is what happened from that stage, I'll help you through the nonprofit process because I went through it. Wow. And it was like boom and boom. And then I thought, okay, yes. so yes. I love yeah. that word. Yeah. So I opened my spiritual practice and I thought, well, no one's going to call me for anything. And then people just rushed in. And, 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 you know, I'm used to entertainment where you keep knocking on that door. And nobody opens it. Even when they do, nobody pays you. Like it never <laughs> occurred to me that that would work. And then people kept saying, what are you doing with your ministry? And I said, well, I think raising the vibration really is my ministry. And I believe that it is. But what about being a minister? But what about being a minister? And then out of the blue, a friend called me. And um, we have a mutual friend who's a retired pastor at the Metropolitan Community Church, which was founded by gay folks that got kicked out of their own churches in the 70s for, founded by Troy Perry for, you know, because you couldn't be gay and be Pentecostal, evangelical, whatever. Catholic. And Catholic. <laughs> Any religion. Anything. Anything. And one of my big dreams had been to work with them. And I thought, well, that's never going to happen because you've been a minister for a minute and a half. And she said, you should talk to him and, and see. So I called him up and I said, oh, this is funny. Our mutual friend thinks that, you know, I'm going to get hired as a staff pastor at MCC. And we both had a big laugh because he's retired. <laughs> he said, I tell you what, I'm going to take our senior pastor, Keith, and I'm going to bring him on your show. And why don't you two meet? So we did. Keith did my show, and then he did my show again, and then I did one of my Raising the Vibration gatherings at the Founders and their theater. And then a week later, he took me to lunch, and he said, we'd like you to come on staff, and, and this is what we want. So M MCC, because so many Protestant churches are now allowing their LGBTQI plus family back, um, a lot of folks are going back to the churches that kicked them out, which is, okay, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, so MCC is now looking towards that their 2.0 is going to be becoming mm -hmm. interfaith. Hmm. And they were looking to bring somebody in to do an interfaith service. And so now I have my own Saturday hey, Night Spiritual once a month. Congratulations. And every month I have different guest speakers yeah. that are of different faiths. Mm -hmm. My first one was um, a friend uh, who plays the Saro did a, a chakra opening, a Hindu chakra opening. Uh, a friend of mine talked about what it was like to grow up Mormon and where metaphysics meets Mormonism. A friend of mine who's a witch talked about you know, the spiritual, how witchcraft intersects. Um, mm -hmm. I had retired pastors. I had our, our, our Spanish ministries pastor, Alex, there. Uh, Keith did an opening. And it was very much a gathering for everyone because I really believe that, that my work as a minister accumulates in realizing that all of us really believe the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even folks that claim to believe in nothing still want the best for the world. Mm -hmm. right. And we spend too much time thinking about our spiritual differences mm -hmm. and not enough thinking about how the same we are. That's very true. Everybody, yeah. I just yeah. want to say hi. Thanks for watching. This is Between the Sheets podcast. Um, let's see. We want you to call in. I know we're all riveting, but please call in 323-524-2599 and synchronicity happened. There's a caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to Between the Sheets. What's your name? 
Hi, Gayan. It's Shauna. Hi, Shauna Rana. Rama. Rama. That's Rana. Right. Shauna Rama. Hi, Shauna. Hi. How are you, sweetheart? Hi, Gayan. Hi, ladies. Hi. Mark, Cara, Roxanne, Gerald, <laughs> and Gina. Hi. So, what's going on? I know you. I figured I didn't know you'd call, but I figured be you'd be interested in this topic. What would you like to talk about, sweetheart? Uh, tell me that uh, you did figure I was going to call, right? Yeah, because I'm that intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. You own it. You got to own it, Gay. Right. There you go. You felt and it. Today I took notes. Uh-oh. All right, so I'm ready to hear him, sister. So let me just roll through it real quick because you, you ladies are on it, and I don't want to miss uh, anything more that's coming up. So I just want to say that what you guys are talking about and how it's all linking together is amazing because uh, earthquakes are energy released, and uh, we did just have a big one in Los Angeles, first big one in 20 years since the Northridge earthquake, pretty much, mm-hmm. they say. And I was in that North Northridge earthquake. Too, I was wow. 20, Me too. 20 walking steps from the epicenter. Oh, wow. I was down the street from the building that disappeared underground. Mm. Oh, it was scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is the biggest relief you'll ever experience. And that wasn't my first earthquake either. I'd lived in, I was born and raised in California, and I'm glad I'm not there anymore, really. <laughs> Where are you again? I forgot. I'm in Phoenix, AZ. Okay. I'm in the desert, hot as can be. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, how, how, you're, how you're all linking it together is, is amazing because, uh, it, it, you know, Mother Earth, Gaia, is speaking to us. And as a collective, we all matter. And if we don't get it together, something big gonna happen, right? That's right. Yeah, but on the smaller, but on the smaller end, Sheena, we need to talk because <laughs> I've been talking your walk for the last twenty years. Thank since, you. Since before my oldest sister passed away, Mara, Mara, you're you're amazing. Your talent is amazing. And let me ask you: uh, Do you feel that your painting and your artwork is a release and your meditation? Definitely. I have tried to thank you for that. That's so nice of you to say. I appreciate that. Um, I have tried to meditate so many times. I've tried to meditate so many times and have had uh, not the best. It's hard for me to do that. It's hard for me to sit there and uh, and practice this because um, it just is takes practice. Uh, so it's hard for great minds to be quiet. It's hard. You got it. So for me, when I'm absorbed with uh, the visual, the whole aesthetic of, of putting something down, sketching it, and then filling it in, and it just and I have music on at the same time, and uh, sometimes I have background noise. It's so. I'll tell you this. Once I hadn't painted in in years because I had neglected it for whatever reasons, I was at my father's house in the desert and he had this huge canvas because he's an artist as well that he had abandoned. And I decided to paint Pink, the singer, just because I wanted to paint someone. And when I was done after a couple hours and I went to bed, I felt like I was swimming in the brush strokes. It was so spiritual. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I, I, my energy, I, my face lights up. So yeah, for me, painting is medicine to me. Absolutely. 
That's great. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I, I can relate because I, I paint. I'm a painter. I'm by far not an artist like you. Oh. But mm. I find that those things that we find passionate uh, or that we are passionate about is our avenue of meditation. Like, yeah, music. You know I love music. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I do. Right? Yes, I do. And... You know, when we focus on our passions, we can, you know, take those next steps that we are guided by via the divine, which brings me to Tara, right? Lady, you got some stories. I want to hear the, I want some, I want the memoirs and I want them signed, okay? Autograph. Can get this lady a publicist, right? Yeah, okay. I, I just happen to be stories. that too. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. Look, I could be, I could promote everybody in this room. Just uh, let me know. But Kara has an amazing, Kara is an amazing human being um, above and beyond her talent um, she just has a beautiful, beautiful soul. I do have some interesting stories as well, and there will be a book one day. There will. I can't, I can't wait. I will wrap this up and, and say goodbye, but please know that uh, everyone, you all, you ladies, are doing a wonderful job, and thank, thank you so you. much. Mwah. Thank you for calling. Yes. Appreciate Bye. it, Bye. Bye. And then, and Gan, Gan, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm I'm waiting for my three hour phone call. Oh, you are. <laughs> It'll come. Yes. Hold on. It's just I'm I will call. Just you know what? Um, let's see. I'm available. I sent you a message. I Did know. You get it? I got it, but I'm kind of busy. I don't mean to blow you off, but um, ah. I didn't mean to blow you off. But uh, you know you're what? Not. Hey, listen. Yeah, hey, listen. Not. Hey, listen to me. Tomorrow is what Saturday? Yeah. Tomorrow's Saturday. I'm looking at my calendar right now. I, I'm really looking at my calendar. Okay. I have all day free, but I'm leaving at 4 o'clock to go to see Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders. So call me anytime between, you can call 8 to 3 and we can talk. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going off grid for four days. Well, I'll what the fuck are you yeah. busting my chops then? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you owe a dollar. And I just want to say you seem lovely, <laughs> but you cannot tiny. call me at 8 love in the morning. Love you all, Bye. 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 Yeah, no matter how much I love your call, you can't call me No, no, no. I'm up at 4.15 oh every day. I get up at 4.15 like every what day. Are you, are you in you. prison? No, nope. it's like a punishment. 4.15, like clockwork. Oh, we have another caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to Between the Sheets. This is Gayanne and my harem. Who's calling? Hello? Yeah, I know you're on the phone. We're on the phone waiting for you to talk. What's the deal? That's just us talking in the background. Hello? Hi! Oh, my God. Is this, is this a man? Yes, I'm a man. Hi! <laughs> How are you, Mr. Man? I'm doing good. Do me a favor, turn down this is the a man. I'm doing good. Hold on. What's your name, man? <laughs> Michael. Michael, do me a favor because we're hearing a uh, feedback. If you can turn down the volume of the show while you're on air, I'd appreciate that. How's this? Perfect. Hi, Michael. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Shaky, California. <laughs> and um, have is this the first time you're listening to the show? Just want to make sure you know you're listening to Between the Sheets. Yes, I love your show. Thank you. 
And um, anything you want to sort of engage us in? Because you've got a lot of yeah. women. There's a lot of um, estrogen here. <laughs> Boy, I can feel it. <laughs> Do you have any questions for any of us, say, sweetheart? First of all, all your guests are awesome. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Michael? Is this Michael? Is this the Michael, my friend Michael, that's calling in? No. No. But we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, your friend Michael now. Now he is. Now he is. <laughs> so Michael, what would you? What else? Yeah. What would you like to tell us, sweetheart? I have a question. Yes. My question is, if I'm in the company of a person that has very bad energy, mm-hmm. and, he's, and this person is drawing my energy from me, mm. when when my energy gets really low. Can I still get rid of that energy then raise my vibrations enough to meditate? Yes. Yes, but you shouldn't be around somebody who gets your energy that low, sweetheart. I mean, it's like driving around all the time on fumes. You know, I mean, you, yes, you can, and you can continually lift your vibration through different things, happiness, laughing, sleeping, meditating, being with somebody you love, somebody that feeds you, uh, art, whatever, whatever it is that feeds you and fuels you. But if somebody's perpetually draining you that badly, the biggest concern is not how you rebuild yourself back up. The biggest concern is why is somebody continually draining you and what can you do to either get away from that person or if that's not a possibility to find a way to put up screens and filters so that that person can't can't suck as much energy out of you at one time. You you make the you restrict the garden hose. So they can't just really get like hoover out everything inside of you because it it feels like you're just around somebody that's so draining, Michael. Michael, is it like a a, a girlfriend, boyfriend, best friend, family member? I'm just curious. No, it's, it's nothing in general as a friend. I have no girlfriend, so. But what I was thinking, if 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 all of a sudden you're around a person visiting and, and they have high energy, but for some reason, they get in a really bad mood and they start draining you. Should I just get rid of them as soon as possible? You know, or uh, can I? Yep. Or can you? Could I raise my vibrations yeah. while my energy is? I guess what I'm trying to say, if my energy has been has been drained, can I raise my vibration with low energy? Yeah. I'm just going to say, sure. wear garlic. That's all I'm thinking because <laughs> it's an energy vampire, you right. know. And you know, and okay. and I and I I agree with you. I mean, a lot of people, and I'll have Cheryl yeah. answer this from a spiritual sense. But if you are, if you are um, vibrating at a higher vibration. You know, yes, I mean, there is that adage, you will also draw light. You will other draw Mm -hmm. higher vibrational people, but you're gonna draw these really vibration, lower vibrational, as we call them, energy vampires. And the point is, you know, if the cup, and this is just a basic thing, you always have to make sure the cup is full before you can give to others. If the cup is empty because someone's taking it, then you have nothing for you. So you're doing, first and foremost, yourself a disservice. They're putting you in the negative. So, you know, I really think whoever this person is, if they're a friend of yours and you enjoy them, that the minute it starts to flip and you see that the the, the glass is becoming a little lower and you're starting to feel it, because I feel it, I physically feel it, it's time for you to go, hey, got to go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also, got it. Also, can I just throw right. in? I'm not a. Uh, hi there, Michael. I'm not a, a spiritual hi. healer or anything, but I think you personally. We were talking about truth earlier. Now, I think you should just actually tell this person truly, f- straight out. You're really draining my energy. Why do you think that is? Somehow, talk about it. Somehow, figure out why this person is is there in your life well some people though speaking from experience from friends i've had in the past you are not open to that discussion and um it's a good idea if you happen to be with somebody who is an open person but if you're with somebody who's on the defensive they're not necessary it's not like you can necessarily well that might that get rid out. of them <laughs> well <laughs> but, but you could get rid of them but you could also if they're it's honest it, it, be honest mm-hmm. and the thing is some people you're right don't want to deal with it but it also is a way of how to approach people. And this is in life, how to approach people. Mm-hmm. If you approach them with love, you're giving them the opportunity that you're welcoming them. If they shut down, that's not on you. That's true. That's on them. But the reality is, you know, people won't, if you think there's a problem with someone or you see there's something, you can bring it to someone's attention. And and really, quite frankly, people are brought into our life for a reason. We're mirrors of each other. Mm-hmm. That We're all going to learn something through each other, whether we're in existence for the day that we pass them in the street or it becomes a soulmate for a lifetime or god forbid a twin flame so because those are the worst but the reality is <laughs> no again those are the best those are the best no, i've heard <laughs> that's what you I want i have not found my twin flame that's yet. how you don't know how great it is oh okay there we go but the thing is is you sort you have <laughs> if you're suffering it's not your twin flame that's right uh, <laughs> You're just trying to spark a match that's dead. <laughs> I know this is a, there's a flame in here somewhere, and I'm going to find it because I'm a Capricorn. I'm going to rub these rocks together until there's a spark. I have I, mean, I have I have many soulmates that I soulmate know. is different soulmate than twin flame. But um, but what I'm saying is, if it, if someone depletes you, yeah. you know, it really you have to take care of yourself first, and mm. and if you need to sort of right. separate or not spend as much time mm-hmm. with that person, it, it behooves you because they're not, again, they're not getting a service from it. And, and, and really, several hey, times right. and, and, and Michael, <laughs> this just sounds like a lot of work that you're doing yeah. to, to, to be around this person. And I do want to tell you that, you know, you're an empath. So if no one's ever mentioned that to you before, I mean, you're very, very sensitive. So I can tell that it's easy for you, you know, to take on that energy. And because you're a loving, you know, human being, a spiritual being, you naturally give. Because when our vibration is really high, we just naturally give to people of a lower vibration, you know. So it's just natural for you because you are you have this big heart that you wear on your sleeve. But, you know, setting boundaries and setting healthy boundaries by excusing yourself for, from this person or stepping out of the room, distancing yourself, that's spiritual. So don't don't feel like that's something, you know, don't, don't feel like it's the last straw. Th- that's one of the first things we wanna do is we wanna set healthy boundaries. We wanna identify and be aware of our own energy, our own power. So when you st- first step into the room with this person, you already have a sense of yourself. And then you can feel more, like Sheena said, is it coming from the outside in? Is it coming to us or is it coming through us? Mm. Because you will identify where your energy leaking for, or, 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 or your energy loss is coming from. Because the last thing we want for you is to, is to lose energy. I mean, life, mm-hmm. is, life is about abundance and gaining energy and supporting each other. So can just I sh- know that, yeah. Can I share a trick with you, Michael? Mm-hmm. Because she's yes, a magician. Ma'am. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a magician. Um, 
so here's the trick that I I have tried a couple times. It's really interesting. Um, it's called pre-paving. And what I have done is, if say I know that I'm going to come into some uh, contact with someone, spend some time with somebody that I know pushes my buttons. What I've actually done is before I meet with them, I visualize everything going really good. I, I try as hard as I can. I try to visualize the car ride with them or uh, the visit um, and feeling like, this person's going to be in a good place. I'm going to be in a good place. And usually for some strange reason, it sets the tone and then it ends up playing out that way. But usually there have been many times where I don't prepave. Because you're kind of like manifesting. You're mm-hmm. sort, you're, it's manifestation. I think all of us around here in this table are good mm-hmm. manifestors. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes it works a little slower than other times. But it's I, I believe when, some, when I'd like something and I want to manifest it, if it doesn't come immediately it doesn't mean I'm not meant to have it it's good manifestation just wrong time right now sure. but it ultimately yeah. does come in but um, but you know I, I was just gonna say if you have these things about people driving with them why are you even with them <laughs> so, um, so you have to spend really, time with people you don't get along with it's true. Or whatever, Very true. And, and you it's can't true. you don't have a choice and if you don't have a choice, what I find is that the more I psych myself up with worry beforehand, yeah. knowing it's just going to be like last time, and uh, it's just doesn't. No, play I agree out with well, you. you know? And, and Michael, reminder. if you don't mind me saying, sweetheart, you're a person who doesn't. Get, you don't give yourself enough credit for how beautiful you are. I mean, you're a person who always overvalues everyone else and undervalues you. And so it's not just this one person. This has been a pattern with you in life, sweetheart, that you don't give yourself enough credit for how amazing you are. So it's almost like you think it's a somebody it's like you feel privileged to be in someone else's life, but you don't realize that they're privileged to be in yours as well. And so, um, you know, I would love to see you learn to value yourself to the point where when that energy came around, you would just think, you know what, I don't need this because I'm a wonderful guy and I deserve to be loved by the people in my life. And I don't need somebody that like sucks my chi out through a hose. Like I just don't, I don't need that. And then you back away because you realize it's not the energy you need in your life. That being said, if you want me to send you some white light protection prayers, I will email them to you because honestly, I think it would help for you also to envision yourself surrounded by white light wherever you go. I would love that. And it's pretty. Yeah, it is pretty. And also, like, about people stops you from vomiting. Yeah, but the thing is, like, people <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even people sucking your chi, you know, you have to. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like some people are. It's like, that? wow, wow, hello. It's like when you give your dog the food and you turn around, the food is gone. And you're like, yes. where did the food go? The cat the dog, ate it. The dog literally <laughs> inhaled the food out of the bowl, and you could see it in the air. Yes. I mean, some people do that with energy. It is true. Yeah, and My I'm more like oh, Anne about that. I just go ahead and just remove the person from my life. Mm-hmm. I just don't want the negative. Oh, I, hey, it's not, not possible wait, wait, with everybody. Wait, 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 wait. It isn't. That's true. It's wait, not possible. You know, you pull. Uh, you know, I uh, yes, I appreciate you think that's what I am, but I am the queen of fifteen chances. <laughs> I am the queen. Hundred chances. <laughs> but Michael, I just want to say thank you for calling in. I thank hope you, you enjoy the show thank and continue you. to support us and tell all your friends and family. Um, and uh, have a good night. And uh, maybe we'll catch you on the next show. How does he send the yeah. email? Oh, um, my email is um, yeah. Michael. I'm going to give you my email really quick. It's uh, Sheena with two E's at I am raising your vibration dot com. Okay, thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Michael. Thank Much you. love. Calling. 
You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Tell the truth, Michael, and just be kind. Yeah. And you've done it. Done. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I will. Th- thank you, Michael. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank you. So speaking of cheese suckers, let's talk about liars. (laughs) (laughs) Lying sacks of shits. (laughs) One hour in and now we're into narcissists. Because we've got a, this is an extended one and a half hour show. We are now hitting our last half an hour. Thank you, uh, Tony, for allowing this. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks for Ryan staying on overtime to do it. 323-524-2599-323-524-2599. 30 minutes to call in and talk to us. But lying. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've been on a Facebook rant, you know, for a couple of weeks now. Um, Because... When you're nice to people and you slowly find out they start to lie and acts of omission to me might as well, it's part of lying. Yes. I don't understand why people can't tell the truth. And it's, I really believe that spirit is all around me because whenever someone lies to me or omits something like clockwork, Something or someone will come in my life out of nowhere, intersect in this path with this person, and it'll make me question who that person is. Mm -hmm. That sounds like protective angels. It does. Doesn't sound like protection. So it's really interesting. It's kind of like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but something also doesn't sit well personally when they say it. It's mm-hmm. intuition. Intuition, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, down the line, you know, it'll be like, I'll find something, whether it's in writing, or whatever it is, it'll just come into my path. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, oh, they lied to me. And, you know, and it's like I always say, you give enough person a rope to hang themselves. Mm-hmm. I never reproach them with it. I never, because I, I could care less. Because mm-hmm. once you breach that to me, mm. You know, it's I'll be your friend, but not where we were if right. we were very close. So, so you trust people until they prove you wrong. Like you do give people the benefit of the doubt. Like she usually. said, 1,500 yeah. chances. <laughs> yeah. You know, until, you know, it's like, oh, because I'm always like making excuses. You know, oh, because of this or oh, they did it because of this. But it's up until that lie that I find, then it becomes, okay, now I'm done. Cut. Mm-hmm. and don't come back. So how do you guys feel about lying? What's your definition of lying? Uh, what? How do you people deal with people who've betrayed you, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a spiritual betrayal, whether it's a relationship betrayal, a friendship betrayal, even a work betrayal, being stabbed in your back by coworkers? I mean, how do you guys deal with that? So for me, I do not put up with lies of any sorts omissions anything they are 100 percent completely completely out of my life like this and that's a reason why i've been single for seven and a half years eight <laughs> there you go because i'm looking for my life partner i'm not mm-hmm. looking for my next mistake and in the beginning you know when the person starts talent starts doing things that they say they're not going to do or starts doing the, the things that they say they're not going to be doing like and vice versa everything and it's like well if you if you don't have your word you have nothing and how am i supposed to trust you if, if you can't even do things that you say you're going to do and vice versa it, it's done because now the doubt's always going to be in my head and it's just done but that's not technically 100 percent lying that's just having trust issues it's people not stepping up when they say they're going to step up if, if, if 
anyone would to ever lie to me, I would definitely confront them, confront them in the in, in the lie, and just like you, ask them why. And because why can't somebody tell the truth? But that person would probably just be taken out of my life. This reminds wow. me of when I was in eighth grade and I had a, a good friend and my I had this crystal necklace. It was circa 1990. Do we really something. don't know the year. Yeah. Anyways. We really don't want to know because it just. But everyone's me, wearing the crystal. Realize how young you are. Okay. <laughs> I was in high school and the crystal necklace went missing and then I discovered my friend had. She's a good friend. She had taken it, and. Uh, it was really awkward um, when her mother found out because my mother had to call her mother and then the two of them came up to the house and she gave it back. I just... I, I don't I don't like lying. I, I don't know how to lie. I know that you many people would say, oh, you're right. But no, I really... I'm not a liar. I don't know how to lie. And I felt compassion for her because something... She was... It was more than her just taking that and not to spin off track or anything... I think some people, when they are liars, and they, this is a pattern for them, there's something going on there that they don't mean it personally maybe toward you. It's just how they operate. I agree. I mean, I don't lie. I mean, even when I try to lie, I'll sit there and say, like, I'll be telling a story. And sometimes I do exaggerate or embellish. And then I hear myself and I'm like, oh, no, you know what? I just lied to you. And I will sit there in two seconds. I just lied to you. This is really how it went down. It's because I'm a storyteller. And I like... Embellishment. I'm theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do it. But I catch myself saying it. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, those are not bad lies. Mm -hmm. But I catch myself saying it. But I can't even allow myself right. to say it That's without saying... I'm a liar, yeah. you know, or I'm lying. This is not right. And there are some people that so easily lie, just yeah. so I easily. I don't think they it's can true. help it sometimes. I think it's just a mental thing. Uh, what do you guys think? I think that uh, a mental thing. I'm afraid to say <laughs> in relationship, if you were lied to and you decide instead of dropping them like a hot cake, stick with it, work through it, you will, that's the deepest learning and the deepest pain that you're going to go through. But if you can get through it together, it's actually was worth it. Do, do so you I have, have a some question. experience with that? Yes. Yeah. Why, just, you know, not challenging you, why would you want to stick with it and and work through it when someone lies to you? I just don't understand. Because I've lied and I know what it's like. Oh. I know I've lied. I know I've made things up. I know I, I've done things that I don't, I'm not proud of. And it's it's a it's a learning experience it's a journey and people don't mean to hurt you or lie to you but they get twisted up in life and you know, i honestly believe that you you will you will get the deeper relationship if you mm -hmm. forgive rather than dump hmm. so have so compassion have not always obviously have compassion yes uh, just understand that sometimes people don't want to lie they don't mean to lie they get twisted up in it uh -huh. and and have you been caught out in the lie or did you tell oh. them like or does it matter even it probably doesn't even matter uh, i'm not even sure why i understand the question <laughs> um, i was saying yeah like, no i mean you know it was a big deal big yeah. big big deal mm -hmm. you know um but instead of of, of dumping mm -hmm. i chose to go for the love mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to just to fix it well you know i mean and and thinking about this and now i'm thinking yeah I'm listening to you, and I never had that stance before. Right. 
But I, 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 I... Believe me, nor did I. Yes. I, I would dump them before they even got a chance. <laughs> right. I was off with some other guy. But <laughs> this was my first time and I had to stick. I had to love him and stick in it. And I did it. But that's the thing. I think you. it's out of... I think it's love. I know. I mean, I know love is a word that we people throw. I love you, and I, I'm the first one. I love you. I love you. Um, but when I seriously love, it's deep. Mm-hmm. And I've never been. I mean, I, I've never have. I, I've never been cheated on. I've cheated. Really? I have. I in my first relationship, and I'm not proud to say it. Um, it was the first and the last time I cheated on my very first relationship because I was 24. And it just turned, I mean, I've just, you know, really come out at 21 and I've never been in any relationship before in my life. And I was 24 and I was in a relationship and it was probably, I know for the wrong reasons. Now I know it was for the wrong reasons, but I was in California. I had no one here. I was lonely. Um, This woman I met was, loved me, did everything for me, wanted, took care of me. I mean, in a way, emotionally, not monetarily. Um, Her family was here. Her family embraced me. So it was that void that I was filling. Um, and then we discovered the gay bar. <laughs> we discovered what the gay bars were. And I went out and I was, when I was young, I was cute. You know, I was really cute. You're, You're still, still cute. cute. But I mean, and all of a sudden I'm out there and like, and that's, this is so ego driven, but it's like, everybody wants me in a way, you know what I mean? People are paying attention to mm-hmm. me. And I went for it once, but I knew I wanted to break up, but I didn't know how to break up. I had no clue. I didn't want to break her heart. So in my 24 year old brain, I thought if I cheated on her, she would break up with me. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. And so I did. And I came home and I pretty much laid it out and I said, I'm not proud of myself. And I wasn't because even doing it, there was that form of excitement because mm. of, oh my God, I'm cheating. But it was this mm. deep seated Italian Catholic guilt. Oh. Um, but I knew, I kept telling myself in the long run, this is for the better. It'll be better for her. She'll go out and finally meet someone that she needs to meet. I was justifying bullshit, but it didn't yes. matter. And when I got home and I told her, so we have to talk. And I told her, she sat there. I mean, I, I was freaked out, but I told her. And she said, and I was waiting for the drama, the screaming, the this. She stopped and she said, it's okay. I forgive you. You want to see someone unravel? Right. My plan. Right. <laughs> My plan wasn't working. Yeah. And I finally stopped and I said, what do you mean you forgive me? Because that wouldn't have happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, how and then i i'm the one who went into the tailspin and she she cried because obviously you know and i said i i I don't think i could at that point because of the stupidity i went through i was finally able to speak my truth Hmm. and say to her i love you i just am not in love with you and we're still friends but i mean it, it and that was a long time ago but it's just interesting how Things are, and 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 right. you saying that just reminded me not of my reaction, mm-hmm. but of the way she sat there mm-hmm. and forgave, and that is probably the biggest gift she gave me was to learn that which I had a hard time learning, but still. And you know, Gay, that just 
lets me know, you know, how great uh, you and this uh, relationship still are. Because, you know, what goes around comes around, really. I always try to live by that, right? So what I put out there, you know, I hope, you know, in some wonderful way comes back. But, um, you know, some people just lie because of habit, it seems, or maybe they just, you know, can't find a better solution at mm-hmm. the time. Like you said, Cara, or just... Or maybe they want to believe the lies they're yeah. telling because they need to. Well, or, they're inexperienced. I mean, there's many reasons. Yeah. Sheena, do you have an opinion about lying? You have an opinion about everything, so... I do. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm the person everyone cheats on. So uh, I prob- that probably can't be, like, honest about that without being like, hmm. Um... I think people lie when they and they cheat when they realize they're not enough. People lie and cheat because they're not happy with themselves. Oh. They're not trying to hurt you. They're trying to hurt themselves. And a lot of people who aren't happy within themselves will sabotage good things in their lives, whether it's relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. work, opportunity. They will find ways to screw things up because right. they're reinforcing the story of who they think they are, right. which is a piece of crap. Yeah. Right. Then they turn into a piece of crap, and then you wind up thinking that they're a piece of crap. Now, that being said, there are also people who are just habitual liars, who Mm -hmm. are, you know, very self-focused, very narcissistic. They don't think they owe anybody anything. So they feel like they can do and say whatever they want, and nobody can say anything to them. And those are the people you have to make sure you stay away from, because you can put that relationship back together 50 times, and the same thing's going to happen over and over again. Uh, Unlike what my fellow Aries said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in my inside, especially having had a Scorpio mother, I like the idea that I never talk to you again and you just crash and burn. Yeah, <laughs> so do I. However, <laughs> yes. because of how many people I deal with in the entertainment business, because I'm now the vibration girl, <laughs> and because Hello. I find that there are people who just will continue to do it if they think they get a reaction from yeah. you. I now feel, I feel like my tribal circle is like an onion. And some people are outside the onion, some people are in the center of the onion, and most Mm -hmm. people are in a layer somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. So when you do something like that to me, uh, with a smile, I say, I understand, and of course you're forgiven. And then I just push you a little farther out the onion because I don't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't unfriend you on Facebook and I don't That's, say I'm never going to talk to that you. That is the stupidest right. thing. But before we move on, I think we still have a caller, right? We have a caller. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome to Between the Sheets. What's your name, please? Hey, ladies. Hey. It's Delisha. Hey. Oh, Delisha. Oh, I thought you said Felicia. I'm like, so who the hell is Felicia? Who is Hi, Delicia. Delicious. 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 How are you, girl? Delicious. That's why we didn't know who you were. <laughs> Everybody on the show has eight names. Uh, we do. So it's what's true. going on, sweetheart? How are you doing? Are you liking the show? You, I'm sure you have something to add. And we miss you. We and miss we miss you. you. Oh, I miss being on there. I'm so excited, though. The uh, hyperbaric treatment seems to be working fantastic. I'm feeling a thousand times better. So Good. life Good. is fantastic Great right now. But. I wanted to pipe in about the lying stuff and I, and, I, and what you were saying, Diane, like <clears throat> I think the most important thing that I've learned in my life and it all ties into spirituality and everything that you guys were saying is 
forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think that is the key mm-hmm. to things. And and one thing you guys don't know about me is my mother was murdered. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry, so that's sorry. one one person that I am still working on forgiving in my life. Right. Um, so but I, I had this major powerful thing happen. I was listening to this uh, Oprah podcast today and she was talking to uh, Carolyn Miss. And she just did this amazing thing where she made you close your eyes and think of this person that you can't forgive in front of you and basically saying to you, like, I'm sorry for everything I did. I know that I hurt you. And to me, that was and she said, now open your eyes. And I felt like no forgiveness for him. Mm. And then she had the same person stand in front of you and say, you know what? I know what I did was bad. It was terrible. It was a sin. But I went ahead and did it anyway. Mm. Something in my body told me to go ahead and do that anyway. And I can't tell you the energy that I felt Mm -hmm. like picturing this man saying these things to me was such a different energy. And it's very strange, but I was able to find a little bit of forgiveness when he didn't make excuses or Mm. apologize for what he did. Mm. And he just said, I know what I did was horrible. I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, it's fantastic. Wow. You know, thank you for, you know, thank you for sharing that. Any of that, you know, thank you for sharing that story. I mean, it's, it's very personal and I appreciate you telling us. Yes. Thank you. No, that's it. It was just a very powerful, like, uh, it it was, it showed me that how, how interesting forgiveness can be, Mm -hmm. you know, and somebody doesn't necessarily have to be sorry for you to be able to forgive them. They just have to be able to admit what they did and not even admit that it was wrong necessarily. But also, like you guys were saying, sometimes people don't even know that they're lying. And Delicia, that's a power that you did for yourself. It's like the um, the Hawaiian Ho'oponopono prayer. Do you know that? Yep. Yes, I do. It's it's like that. uh, Yeah, I traveled to Sedona to to see this guy do the healing, like a group Ho'oponopono. I say it every day. Right. Yes, I do. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as Cheryl said it in the beginning when we were talking about the Reiki about just the forgiveness. And but I think the most important part is not about forgiving the other person. I actually think it's easy to forgive the other person. The hardest part is forgiving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the, all the coulda, woulda, shouldas, and then everything that you put on yourself. And once I forgave myself, I just opened up so much and had a clearing of we're so having much. An we're having an earthquake right now. Yes. We're having an earthquake. We're having yeah. an earthquake. We are having an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh that was a, it's 8.17 p.m. Let me tell you oh, something. When an Aries speaks, the whole earth rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, baby. Gina, I love you. Um, I'd like to just add one more thing if I can. I was the hyperbaric chamber when the earthquake hit. Oh, my oh, goodness. Great. Did you feel it just now? Yeah. Oh, I felt it. I thought... I was breathing wrong and <laughs> I was going to die in there. I was like, why am I moving? I this is the weirdest yeah. thing. Cause the microphones, those things are the huge. Microphones are right. We're moving. No, these are huge. But the show must I go think on car. Too. Yeah. We've got like, tw- like a few, like 20 minutes. I just have one little thing to add to that, 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 that you can forgive someone, but you don't have to do it to their face. You have to do it for you. Yeah. You have That's to forgive you. Where you exactly. have to get, but you also have to, you can forgive the person inside you. Mm-hmm. They don't have to know you've forgiven them. Might be gone you can write to them or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. but you have to forgive them because yeah. it's not about them. Exactly, it's not about them. It's at about all. how it eats well, it up, it, you know, inside you if you can. And most importantly, you need to forgive yourself exactly. because yes. sometimes we're holding on to so much yep. anger 
towards that person mm-hmm. and we're resisting mm-hmm. forgiving them because we don't want to forgive ourselves for falling for mm. whatever the lie the betrayal exactly was. it's all correct about so we're holding us. it out there and while we're holding you know there's a ton of energy in ignoring someone as long as we're holding it out there and we're not going to talk about it we're sending somebody this big ball of energy that's why i don't kick people out of my life because it's more energy than just letting them think like hey it's nice to see you but then i don't have anything to do with them right now we have hold on what's uh 830 minus 19 Nine, how many more it's minutes? Eleven. How much? I am not a mathematical genius. No, oh. I am an artist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have eleven minutes left. Um, anyone want to get one last minute call? Three two three five two four two five nine nine. Delicious. Thank you for Delicious. calling in. Delicious. Miss you. Hi, Bye, sweetie. Good luck in the chamber. Soon, hopefully. Yeah, yes, absolutely. We will. we will. So, um, so there we go. What courage! Oh, we have another call. Who mm-hmm. I challenged and I got. Yes. Manifestation at its finest. Yes. <laughs> Hi, caller. It's Gayanne, and welcome to my tribe and Between the Sheets. Who's calling? Can you? Hi, put the radio lower. Put the radio lower. I knew it was Mel. Hi, Mel. Mel. How are (laughs) you? Hi, Mel. I'm being curious. I love it. Uh, Thank you. Do you have any? How's everybody doing in this beautiful weekend, Fourth of July? Everybody is doing mucho bueno ahora. Real, okay, this could take, well, we, know, we, you know what, it's not going to fit in 10 minutes. Well, if she read it for me, she will tell me to st- start sending letters. Oh, oh another shit, another earthquake. earthquake. That was a big one. It's still it's, going on. It's still going on. Oh, oh, it's still what going do we do? On. We're going to stay here. Just well, tight. Just we're gonna sit tight. We've got an earthquake. We're going to ride it out. It's going to be We're going to ride it out. It's just a roller. We're just going to ride it out. Everything's going Holy shit. It's going to be This is a huge earthquake right now. This This was. Oh, my God. I know yeah, it's, it's not. Oh shit! This it's getting bigger. It's getting worse. Oh my god! It's getting worse. Oh shit! I'm gonna All right, we're out of here. No, no, we're okay. We're okay. We better. Whoa. Okay, that's a big one. Hold on. Yeah, it's still going. Okay, it's still going. Okay, that's a big one. Hold on. It's still going. It's still going. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. No, you should go into a door jam. Okay, hold on. I can't move to go to door jam. All right, it's stopping. Stopping. No, it's not. No, no, it is. It is. It is. It is. Stopping. Okay, I am not putting one fucking penny <laughs> in this jar right now. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! All right, I, I just want to say we've got somebody go on the phone and find out. Uh, Ryan, find out where it was centered so we know oh, if it's yeah, here it's, or not. Yeah, it's probably still the one out there. It is still moving. You know, you okay. just I will find out for you. We'll feel better if we know it's six. not here. That yeah. Felt at least like no, that was that was huge. I know. Oh yeah, feels good. Cause you think it's a vibrator, is what it is. You and your love life. I grabbed my handbag. I feel such an idiot. I grabbed my shoes. I mean, for God's sake. Look, look, now we know where it is. Six point four. Hold on, now. No, anyways, I don't want to know. Anyway, it was an earthquake. Very, very. An earthquake. It was like a. It was like two. It was like two shocks. And then one, and then we heard the building crack. Everyone, just so you know. Yeah. So this was a biggie. We were rolling. It's still rolling. It's still rolling. So, you know what, ladies? I think we were just raising the vibration way too much. We're raising the vibration today. Off the charts there. Hey, earthquake. Oh, my God. 
things. Just oh, my oh my god! I mean, I sat there and I'm like waiting for it that to end. Know. That was and bad. it kind of this one kind of freaked me out just a tad. I know. I never want to duck, but just I'm ready to go. Yeah. It was strong. It's You're ready to wonderful. go. Thanks so much. I'm heading for <laughs> London. <laughs> so, I have a question. What are you guys doing for this weekend? But you know, with these movement of we only have we only have eight example, minutes. Talk about. Well, we have eight minutes. You only have eight minutes. That's left. left. Yes, you are. You are so on Latin time. <laughs> I was. I was very patiently waiting for my call to be accepted. Oh well, I don't uh. know how that works. Okay, <laughs> but listen, you're going to be here next week. Uh. I just want to sign off and, and yeah, do some stuff. There. So we've got seven minutes. The so sort of adjusting I'm as we yeah. It's still happy shaking. Yeah. Weekend, I still feel it shaking. To see you guys and have a beautiful Mini? weekend ahead. You too, yeah. Mel. All right, cool. Mel, Thanks, thank Mel. You, Mel. Bye, bye. 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 Okay, everybody, you have experienced the last Between the Sheets show here. For now, we're going to actually sign off a little early because people are freaked out. Um, thank you for calling in. Thank you for doing it. Um, Instagram is QTE Brett. Facebook at Between the Sheets Podcast. YouTube Between the Sheets. Um, next, next, the next time is July nineteenth. We will have actress Mark Helgenberger here um, from CSI and CBS New Show All Rise. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you, Sheena, for My coming pleasure. in. Thank I'm you. glad I could thank come and Sheena. shake things <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Cheryl. Thank you, Mara. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Kara's. She's consoling the Brit. Right yeah, Kara's freaking out. Yeah, Kara's freaking out a bit. Roxanne is. The Brits are leaving. But Ryan, where's that song trans? Because we're transcending the fuck out of here. Transcending, we're raising the vibration. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a Thank good you. night. Peace. Rock on. Bye. You. Bye.